0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo with Mike Gola Jr. That is me. With me, as always, a man who firmly believes that it's 5 o'clock somewhere, Brandon Newman. Brandon, what's going on?
2: Nothing much, Mike. Just enjoying my tequila on... Thanksgiving is it worth? This is are we a Thanksgiving podcast? Yeah, this is a Thanksgiving podcast. So you're technically
0: sipping on Thanksgiving, which is appropriate and a reminder. No matter when you're listening to this, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. That's day one stuff. Um, And because this is a Thanksgiving podcast, and we have a lot to get to, including the do's and don'ts of Thanksgiving Day, different family dynamics involved in that, as well as a look at the Thanksgiving Day slate of games. With a game that we are going to play, Uh, we are joined by uh, none other than my dad and the co-host of Golik and Smeddy here on DraftKings, Mike Golik Sr. Dad, what's going on? Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Uh, Happy Thanksgiving to all, and I do have the experience here. I've had 59 Thanksgiving meals and played played twice on Thanksgiving uh, NFL-wise, so I feel that I can bring something to this podcast. You may not like it, um, but... You know, I, I, I think I'll That's try perfect. and bring something. God knows the last podcast I did with my partner, Smetty, Jess Matana. She didn't like anything I said on that. So, you know, maybe you guys will be the same way. You, you are quite literally the seasoning.
2: Yeah, there you go. Oh, I man. am the
1: seasoning. Thank you very much.
2: Well, and, you know, I don't want to be comparative, but, you know, as someone who played in the Mac, I, I've, I've played on Thanksgiving, too. So, yeah, same thing. No, I, I wasn't saying that. I mean, way. I wasn't trying to be an asshole. I mean, it,
1: it, it doesn't it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what level you're playing on. Sure. Th- I mean, when the boys did it in high school, you know, they played on Thanksgiving. So. It it changes your schedule. That's what I meant. I wasn't I wasn't trying to be a dick. (laughs) No,
0: Uh listen, listen, listen. Me playing Plainville on Thanksgiving or Brandon playing Central Michigan is exactly the same as you playing the Cowboys on national TV. (laughs) Hey, Miami Ohio,
2: okay, Miami Ohio. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Uh, I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be nice.
0: No, it's it. Listen, it's it's a fair point there. What what like? I know you've always talked about the Thanksgiving giving day game in the context of people criticism to Thursday night football but like how different is that for you guys like it is technically like another Thursday night game but you're you're one of the only shows in town on that day
1: well it is Thursday and it's just like Thursday games nowadays they're the only one in town I mean and when I was doing it there were two games and now there are three so I I never had a problem with playing on Thursday listen are you fully healed and ready to go it's difficult by the time I was coming to the end of my career year eight year nine I wasn't feeling good until maybe Wednesday of that week so then you have a game Thursday it's a little more it's a little more difficult I get it but every team only does it or most teams only do it once so yeah I've never had a bleeding heart for playing on Thursday you can deal with it because then you got 10 days on the other side of it you know before your next game so but but the thing it does and what we're all used to is living the itinerary life, right, and having what a normal schedule is, and it gets changed. That's that's the toughest part when you're dealing with anything. I, I had the I don't want to, you know, name drop on this, but when I was out in Mexico City talking, you know, or doing the the San Francisco Arizona game, I had a chance to talk to Roger Goodell for a while, the commissioner of the NFL, mm. and he talked about how the players are buying more and more into. The international games, because that is a worry if you're a player. I'm getting thrown off my schedule. I'm getting thrown off my itinerary. And the more it's being done, the more players are kind of getting used to whatever that new itinerary is going to be.
0: No, it's a it's a fair point and I think with the Thursday night games a lot of a lot more of that and for both of them has been about the product. I think this year right. we happen to actually send good teams abroad by and large. I mean, it's still not always going to be the best teams and Tampa Bay going over there and and getting a win. Uh, or yeah being a part of a win over there with Tom Brady at the helm was certainly just better name brand wise even if that team hadn't been very good i think with thursday night football in general the criticism is the product ends up becoming yes. so diluted because so many guys are hurt
1: that's exactly right and, and i get that i do understand it but sometimes the that it's the big picture right it's yeah. the nfl it's the money and you know there's the fine balance of a player complaining that you know, physically this is bad for us, going to 17 games is bad for us, going to 18 games is bad for us, weighed against the more money that the league makes because they put a Thursday schedule together or they get a 17th game or an 18th game when the players are getting 49 to 51 or whatever the percentage is in the revenue split, it's more money. So that's what's being weighed is... Well, now we play on Thursdays. Now we play an extra game. And at some point, it's going to be 18 games. They're going to play 18 games, but you make more money because that's what the owners care about. Whenever there's an owner's meeting and there's talk of changing something, I always use this as the example. I said, when, when it's, it's the old Charlie Brown show, when the teacher and Charlie Brown is wah, 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 that's what owners hear when anything is discussed that doesn't involve more money in their pocket. As soon as more money is involved, they will perk up and listen. So, And more money in their pocket means more money to the players with the percentage, the way it's split. So that's what you're fighting here is players are concerned about their health, and I get it, but the most part they're going to complain because that's a negotiating strategy is you yell loud enough to try and get a little more your way.
2: Well, my main issue is that the football on Thursday isn't as great as the football on Sunday, often because it looks like the guys just got done playing football on Sunday. And the problem with Thanksgiving football on Thursday is it looks like it's a, they've had a couple Sundays in the tank, so it, it seems like it's some of the worst football tradition. And you know what?
1: And you know what the dif- the difference is? Look at the amount Amazon is paying the NFL to for Thursday football. Look what what networks had it before that that paid the NFL for Thursday football. So again, you take that side of it to say, yeah, players are a little beat up to more money that's going to the league, more money that's going to the owners. So the split of money, more money goes to the players as well. So I want to
0: put a pin in Thanksgiving because we're going to play a game in this podcast. We're going to have... Some of the debates you're used to around Thanksgiving, because we've got large men with large opinions on food and the family aspect of this holiday. But before we did get to that, I did want to get to something else that I thought, uh, Dad, about a lot about you in recent days with some of the NFL headlines that we've got overall this week. And uh, yesterday, Zach Wilson, it was announced, was getting benched by the Jets. Uh, we had the comments from him after the game when he was asked if he felt like the offense had let down the defense. The no-herd round the world that. Circled into now Mike White getting the starting nod for this Jets team. Dad, I I thought of you a lot in this because there's always this conversation when it comes to the quarterback position and especially rookies about – what you owe the rest of the locker room versus trying to get a gauge on the long-term future of your team. Zach Wilson was drafted where he was to be the future at quarterback for a Jets team where Robert Sala was taking over. Those two were supposed to walk arm-in-arm into the future. But a funny thing happened with this Jets team where now they're above 500. they They're a team with actual things at stake and a defense that, especially along the front seven, looks Super Bowl-ready. And this, to me, looked as simple as Robert Sala is a head coach still in the programming building program building mode of his time as a head coach with the Jets. He's got to go out here and show players with his actions and make them match the words that he's saying to try and buy credibility in that locker room and it just seemed like he was going to have a hard time having credibility in that locker room trotting Zach Wilson out not only based on the way he had played lately which had been poor but also based on his lack of accountability publicly and I would have to imagine somewhat privately because for him to get benched at this point given the number that's a text to his attached to his name as far as draft status, there had to be a real lack of contrition or a lack of an answer, or I think just a lack of reputation as a teammate behind closed doors for it to get to the point where benching him this early relative to his time back as a starter this season became the move.
1: Oh, I completely agree. What I will say is, if he was playing really well, yes, then this would not be an issue. He could have been playing really well, played bad in this game, Said the same answer, no, and he would not have been benched, but he's not playing very well. So it's not like it's unbelievably detrimental to the team to not have a guy out there who's completing 55% of his passes has four touchdowns and five interceptions. He's part of the problem, but he was, if he, and, and, and they're doing well this year. If he was playing well, this would be a different situation. All the ingredients here added up for Sala to say no. And for it, it made it almost easy for him to say, okay, I need to make a point here to the rest of the team. And Zach Wilson made it pretty easy for me. He's not playing well, hasn't been playing well. And he did the ultimate sin of he didn't really point the finger, but he didn't pull the thumb. As I've always said, pull the thumb. No matter what, you don't even have to be a quarterback. I could be, I was an average player in the NFL and I would pull the thumb. Pull the thumb, don't point the finger. Say, say anytime it's about the team, it's we and us. Anytime it's something bad, say I and me, you know, and just, just do that. And I know there are some people today that said, Oh, that's bullshit. Just tell the truth or whatever. No, that's not what you do. Listen, he played like shit. The offense played like shit. He wasn't the only one, but he's the guy everybody's going to go to. So you have accountability as a de facto leader of the team or at least a leader of the offense. Like listen, who was it? Uh, it was, um, uh, uh Who Justin came out? It was, it was, no, it was Garrett Wilson. Garrett on his own team. Yeah. Garrett Wilson yeah, yeah. talked about a whore. I mean, that's what you want to hear. We got to be better. We were awful, you know, and blah 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 blah. Zach Wilson. It, it almost like he had the answer in his mind when the guy started the question. Yeah. That that he was agitated and was just going to say no. I almost wanted to say, give the kid a do over. Take a breath, listen to the question and then answer properly that said, we were horrible today. We didn't help our defense. I did not play well and do that. But when you say what he said, that goes directly to the locker room. And we're, we're in an era where it doesn't really happen anymore. Because again, this is old school, new school. I mean, back, you know, back in the day, listen, there would have been, there would have been some real ironing out in the locker room. And I mean, some real ironing well, out and, in the locker and, room.
0: And that's the thing I wondered about all of this: is for this to happen this week? Because, like you said, he hadn't been playing well. The writing was on the wall there. He's also one of the—he was their top overall pick. Right. Usually, we see those guys get every chance. Yes. And so, to me, for this to happen seems like it's got to be. And I'm not inside that Jets locker room. I don't know. But just having been in enough locker rooms and being around these team environments. I feel like you wouldn't make this decision unless it's something the rest of the team would be around. Like, you know, players are smart enough. Veteran players are smart enough. And if you were cutting off your nose to spite your face, if this was Rob Sala trying to send a message just to Zach Wilson and not the team, I'm sure there'd be guys in that team saying, coach, listen, we're bad on offense, but it's not just his fault. And hey, we still think this guy gives us the best chance to win, or we still think he's the right leader. That doesn't seem to be the case here, based on all the reporting we've heard about this around the frustration. This wasn't Rob Sala just sending a message to Zach Wilson, who, to his credit, came out yesterday and said, this is a humbling opportunity for me to go back to work. This doesn't have to be the end of his career. Like, oh, no. this can This can be a point. He's going to get more chances. I don't think White Mike is the answer to all of this at the Jets quarterback spotter, Joe Flacco, but... This, to me, seemed a lot more like a message to the rest of that locker room. Like, hey, I'm going to practice what I preach here when someone is playing bad even at that spot.
2: It's different from playing bad and then also being bad in the press conference. Because the two teams that he's lost to since he's been starting this season are the Patriots. You know, It's, it's simply him against the Patriots that's the issue here. And also... You said it sounded like he had that uh, no just kind of cocked and ready. It seemed like there might be something with the with the reporter who asked the question. He may always kind of give him that type of stuff because this is a little bit of a recency bias. He gave the right answers to when he lost to the Patriots uh, whatever week that was you know, before. like He, he said it was on me. He, he pulled the thumb, as you, as you said. Yep. And I think there's a reality to maybe there's a decline that a, a benching would help wake him up a little bit because Mike White is definitely serviceable but it seems like Zach Wilson is more in his head than not and obviously we've talked about KD when we talk about this it's more important for him to get the respect back in the locker room and getting benched and earning that starting position may be a way for him to galvanize this first round pick starting quarterback uh, that needs to be the, the, the front of this franchise. Yeah, you know you're right because he
1: needs to earn that respect because I'm sure there are guys in the league, I mean you know, how many, how many people maybe has Aaron Rodgers ticked off in Green Bay for some of the oh, stuff yeah. he said? But dudes walking into the Hall of Fame, you got receipts that says, okay, well, we, we still trust him out on the field. Zach Wilson doesn't have that. And listen, it's not all a bad thing to lose twice to, to Bill Belichick who makes a living. Collecting Super Bowl rings and beating first and second year quarterbacks. I mean, he does that all the time. So it's not like Zach Wilson is in a club by himself. He just is So I go back to what I said earlier, Mike. Perfect storm. He was playing badly. This really stood out as a not a great moment in the locker room. You can kind of lose, you know, when I heard people saying, oh, he lost the fans. I'm sorry, but who gives a shit? To me, it's all about what goes right. on in the locker room. And if you lose that locker room, Man, that's a bad thing. So I think Robert Sala had the perfect storm here to say, well, he's not playing well, so I can do this now. And hopefully, Zach, like you said, he came out and started saying the right things again because he has to earn that respect back. And then along with earning respect, you got to become a better player as well
0: right and I think that's why all of this to me feels very tip of the iceberg like I feel like there's a lot about this we don't know because to Brandon's point if you were able to just look at this if you were to really do the most surface level view you would say yeah he's 5-2 and two as a starter those two losses are to the Patriots team that's one of the best in football and he's taken accountability before he's done this before he's a top overall pick we know wins aren't a quarterback stat he's played bad even in games that they have won that defense is the overwhelming right. reason why this Jets team is in the situation they are and to dad's point about the locker room you can be a bad quarterback but and you know you can, I said yesterday, you can't be both, right? You can't be bad on the field and abrasive in the locker room. You can be one or the other at any given right. time and have a decent chance of sticking around. You can't be both at once. And so that's why I feel like there had to be more building up behind the scenes for yes. this one moment to lead to a benching because there's a bunch of other surface-level stuff that wouldn't get you to that You're point. right. There's so. a, And there's
1: always more. And when we're not in the locker room, we're not involved in there. So I, I completely agree. It's rarely just the surface-level th- level things we see.
0: Yeah, but it's frustrating nonetheless because, like you said, Leadership 101 is stand up and show my teammates, show my coaching staff, show everyone involved. I'm willing to accept when it's my fault so yep. all of you who have comparatively less job security than the former top <laughs> overall picket quarterback can feel free to do the same because that's how we get down in this that's organization. Um, Dad, you um, – <laughs> You called the San Francisco Monday Night game this yes. past week. They they boat raced the Cardinals. That game, you know, uh, while it was a cool experience, like you said, the game itself didn't deliver much on the field, but. I wanted to talk to you because I think the NFC picture is really fascinating right now. And since you just saw that team, you've also seen Philly and Dallas during the course of this season. We all know about Minnesota. If you had to rank the top four teams in the NFC right now, Philly, Dallas, San Francisco, and Minnesota, how would you rank
1: them? It's it's difficult for me to not look at because here's one of the biggest differences of NFL and college college you lose two games you're not in the playoffs now we may say a change of that if we talk college if lsu beats georgia and the s it beats a&m and then l and then georgia they're in with two losses they'll be the first team in with two losses but for the most part you get two losses you're done in the nfl you can be nine and eight eight and nine just get into the playoffs and you can win the super bowl it's all about when do you peak and i'm telling you Maybe it's recent, recent bias, recency bias. Re- is that what it is? Recency, recency bias. Recency bias. Na- can either one of you name me a team in the NFC, not with talent, but with deeper talent than San Francisco? Deeper, I know Minnesota's got Jefferson, got Cook. Her cousins plays well. Thielen. You mean on I, offense? I, I know defense as well. Listen, statistically, San Francisco is the best defense in the NFL by by yardage. I believe and,
0: it. I would just dispute some depth there because we saw that defense looked a lot different when Nick Bosa was off the field.
1: So, and, and this is where I go to. They're healing up. They they were going the opposite direction. Arizona. Arizona. The amount of injuries has been yeah. unbelievable. San Francisco is healing up. Christian McCaffrey has made the draft or the trade deadline in NFL sexy again because most of the years I was doing TV and radio, that was just a date that went by and nothing happened. Now, younger GMs are realizing you can get real help. TJ Hawkinson, how he's helping in Minnesota, but you can get real help, and there's been no more better help than Christian McCaffrey and what he's done. But so defensively, I get, they need to be healthy, I get it. But right now, statistically, they're the best. So give them their their love for that. And then offensively, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Christy McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk is having a career year, and I'm throwing in there Elijah Mitchell, who got hurt in week one. He's been back for two weeks, and he's averaging over about six yards a carry. And then throwing Jimmy Garoppolo, as I said in, in my keys to the beginning of that game, I said, find the mismatches because you have depth and talent on offense and how many times Christy McCaffrey lined up on the outside and there was a linebacker on him I'm just up in the booth going well we know where this ball's going I mean a little in slant they lead the league in yards after the catch per reception they lead the league in yards after the catch per game so that's why I say off at least offensively name me a team with deeper really really good talent and I don't know if you can I think they're peaking at the right time
0: I think they are peaking at the right time. I think the NFC East teams are still an interesting conundrum for me yes. on that front, and I understand rush defense for Philly and for uh, for Dallas has been a concern in the right matchups, and Lord knows there is no worse rushing attack for a team to face than the San Francisco, 40, San Francisco 49ers. Kyle nope. Shanahan has the most creative run game in the NFL, bar none between the weapons, the scheme, and otherwise there. I, I just still look at Philadelphia, and I understand it's been a little bit of a slump in the last couple of games, but you talk about looking down the stretch at who is going to get healthy when. They're going to get Jordan Davis back eventually. They went out and brought in Sue and Limbaugh Joseph, who already showed up. Robert Quinn came over at the deadline. Unreal! And I think they're clearly pulling punches with Robert Quinn now saying we want to bank this for the postseason. We right, want you to right. be our shot of life when we need it in the postseason. And so combine all that, like the Philadelphia offense that we were gushing over weeks ago still has those dudes. It's looked a little different in recent weeks, but that's the one team where I would say offensive line is still probably the best in the league when they're yep. healthy. And yes. I think that defense, when you talk about depth with Hassan Reddick is another guy that's a pass rusher in that group. Brandon Graham, like there is a group in Philadelphia that while run defense wise it hasn't always looked sweet I think they can match in depth and top end talent I I
1: think they have better defensive depth than San Fran I think San Fran from the initial 11 could be a little better overall especially in stopping the run as well but depth wise especially on the d-line remember the last time San Francisco went to the Super Bowl they had that depth on the d-line yeah it was incredible so more depth certainly to Philadelphia credit for them they are all in on it but offensively, man, the weapons that they have, I, you know, and I buy into Dallas' defense for sure, without question. I don't know how much I buy into their passing game. I buy into Minnesota on offense, but not on defense. I, I you, don't really buy did into Did you purposely
0: them say it with the Minnesotan accent? Minnesotan. Minnesota. It's It just snuck in there. I don't know if you yeah, did that
1: subconsciously I or not. I didn't. It's just in my versatility is, is how I, that rolls. I,
0: I, I do bring this up. Would Minnesota, would Minnesota be fourth among those teams?
1: So what do you have? Philly, Dallas, San Francisco, and Minnesota. Yes, yeah, I'm to me, to me, those yes. four teams. They they would. I mean, the Eagles have been struggling a bit. Again, recency bias. Look at what Dallas did to Minnesota. I mean, they just pummeled them. Right. Yeah. Um. It would be it would be close between me and doing seeing San Francisco or Philadelphia one and two, Dallas three, and then uh, a Minnesota four. You know, amazingly enough, you know who is starting to to write it a little bit is Tampa. I mean, they're a team. Now, I don't think San Francisco or Tampa, will either one will have enough to get into the top two and have a buy because of of Dallas, Philly, and Minnesota. But, again, it's all about where are you attrition-wise by the end of the year, how are you playing by the end of the year. And, you know, you wonder if they're starting to put it together a little bit. defense has been surprisingly not as good as I thought it would be this year. But I, I just love the way San Francisco is playing right now.
2: Mr. G, can I ask you a question about San Francisco? You sure can. You like what you saw from Jimmy G down there in Mexico?
1: Listen, I, I you know, everybody is going to say, oh, is it going to be Jimmy G holding the back? Jimmy, I did his first start. I think it was against Green Bay. I, I'm not positive. When Trey Lance got hurt and then Jimmy G had the first week and, and then he was sorry. He didn't play well. He did not play well. But he's been playing well since that. you know so that that's again where I talk about you know peaking at the right time and starting to play well. And I think what's helped him, uh, is he the greatest quarterback? No, not by any stretch, but what's helped him and what I said in this game is because of having all the weapons, it's making his job easier. I mean we see what yes. goes on in the NFL. Send your back out in motion. See if you can get a little read on what coverage you're going to get. Then where is my mish- mismatch with Debo, with Ayuk, with McCaffrey, with Kittle? I'm going to have one of those guys that I want to go to. So, I think it's made his job a lot easier. And you look at his starts, I mean, he is barely, in this last, I don't know, four or five starts, he's barely been below, uh he hasn't been below 60% at all. The lowest has been like 67%. You go back to to a win against Carolina where it was actually 60% other than that. It's been higher than that. He doesn't throw interceptions, so he doesn't really turn the ball over. So I just see him getting better and better with the talent around it. And I think the way Kyle Shanahan calls plays, it's going to be easier for him to know pre-snap where he's probably going to end up going with the ball because of all the talent that they have.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think you stated exactly what my opinion on Jimmy Garoppolo has been. Brandon, who's the number one member of the Jimmy Garoppolo fan club, just thinks that anything short of calling him the MVP is somehow slander. But oh my god, okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I I will say if you're going to ask me to rank those four teams, I would probably I would probably go Philly, Dallas, San
1: Fran, and then you Minnesota. put San Fran for a third. I yeah.
0: I just – there's something about Dallas. Since Dak came back, they're basically the number one offense in the NFL.
1: Well, and look at what Pollard has been doing. I mean, we talked about that in the the beginning of the season, that Pollard should get more touches, and he really wasn't early in the season. But, you know, with Zeke getting a little nicked up. Pollard is is a – could be a home run every time he touches the ball. I mean, he is really fun to watch. I'm just not as sold on their passing game uh, as I am on their running game, in all honesty.
0: No, but I think that's the point is in a year where we've seen the run game much more in vogue again, I think they've leaned into that. They've taken some stuff off Dak's plate because he's not a drop back 40 times a game. He's (laughs) not Mahomes or Josh Allen where you're going to put it on his arm like that every game. The other part is, and I saw people talking about this in the last couple of weeks, their offensive line that has been one of the bigger surprises of the year. Like when Tyron Smith went down, we looked at that group, Tyler Smith going to have to go in there, people unsure. He was a bit of a grabber in college if he'd be penalized a bunch he's played great Zach and Terrence Steele on the right side have been really good and they might get Tyron Smith back in December like they moved Tyler Smith into guard a little bit in the last week to try and start to get that ready to go again so you could have a strength that becomes even stronger going into the home stretch of the season and on the other side of the ball you might have the best pass rusher and best defensive back in the NFL at this point
1: yeah no listen I, I, I can't deny that at all and boy they look so good against minnesota so it's going to be a fun finish especially in that east with philly and with dallas so I'm, I'm doing the dallas game this sunday i mean the um the philly game this sunday they're playing green bay now again this is one they should win but we've seen them be a little shaky you know like they were against the colts before nick seriano went went crazy you know you know about how much he hated you know just or frank reich being fired i shouldn't say just saturday being hired but frank reich being fired because that was his mentor but uh you know, it's one of those, when you're a really good team, that's what you do. Oh, they're all not going to be pretty. You're not going to blow everybody out, but you find a way to win the game. And that's exactly what Philadelphia did.
0: I think that's even more true in the NFL. In college, it's one thing. You're right to be scared by some of what's happened to Michigan and Ohio State lately, but I think especially in the NFL, the talent gap just isn't yep. there. They're, you're not going to have Dallas-Minnesota games all that often. Um, And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume, imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Before we do get to the Thanksgiving draft, just because I brought up college here too, uh-huh. I realized yep. we've got the three Notre Dame grads on here. We've talked about Notre Dame USC a bunch going into this weekend with Nicole Arbach, with Charlotte, uh, Charlotte Wilder yesterday. <laughs> But Dad, I, I always wondered where did this Notre Dame USC rivalry rank for you as far as like your time at Notre Dame?
1: Listen, I, I've I've said this; it, it was the number one rivalry. You know, I was just talking about this with Jess because Jess is Sydney's age. He was just a couple years younger than you and Jake, and and Brandon, you as well. For you guys, it's Michigan, right? And and when I was at Notre Dame, well, we played yeah. we, we played against Michigan. You know, in the first the first night game with the with the you know temporary lights and all that. Uh, and and wait, you were the first I, night game with temporary lights. I, I, th- I think no. it was my, so- I think it was my sophomore year. Um, we played Michigan at night. Yes, and I, 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 I think only say we that because
0: we were we were the first night game with permanent lights. So that's right. kind of
1: weird. That is kind of weird. Wow, yeah. what a what a thing. But for me, Cosmic. I have said this, and I know Mike, you this is part of part of your father you dislike. If I did not go to Notre Dame, I was going to Michigan. Now, I, I, it was pretty much planted in stone I was going to go to Notre Dame. But I went up for a, a Michigan visit, like when I was a junior, when they were unofficial. I liked it. I, I liked everything about it. I mean, and, and when you're a big recruit in Ohio and you don't go to Ohio State, you're hated there. So we were all hated. But then me saying I would have gone to Michigan even over Ohio State makes me hate it even more. For me, it was SC. Just living-
0: you lived to piss off Ohio State, by the way. Didn't you go to one of their games and then go and be a recruit on the other sideline once? I was, it
1: was UCLA. It was actually Tommy Reese's father, Bill Reese, was at UCLA at the time and he recruited me. I went wow. to the UCLA at Ohio State game because I was from Cleveland. It was just a couple hour drive down there as UCLA's guest. Ohio State coaches or people saw me down there and they're like, Oh, yeah, we didn't know you were down here. You want to come on in the locker room? And I said, no, I'm here with UCLA, <laughs> and, and that—I mean, they—they—that they, was—that was the end of of everything. <laughs> Obviously, there they were not happy about that. But yeah, yeah, I was there uh, for UCLA. It, w- it was pretty wild. But for me, it was—it was USC. It was always USC. It was that—that that was the rivalry. Uh, that was where you wanted to beat them badly. I mean, so that had always been it for me. So that's why I was so happy when you guys were there. You know, in, in 2012. You know, when you go out to SC, when you guys were number one in the country and you had to beat SC, SC could play the spoiler. I was so happy it was us beating SC that put us in the BCS title game. And now this year, Notre Dame has a chance to reverse that and be the spoiler, you know, for and and maybe end USC's hopes of being in the in the playoffs. But, you know, I was listening to Heather Dinnich, who I I love. I think it's just incredible. And she's right. uh, Notre Dame affected three teams here. Yeah. You know, Clemson, North Carolina, and Ohio State. You know, that that win mm-hmm. for Ohio State looks better and better, you know, as they're getting ready to take on Michigan because the talk is, if Ohio State loses a close game, could they still be in the hunt? If Michigan loses, I think even a close game, they're out because their schedule is garbage, especially their non-conference schedule. But it, it's interesting how Notre Dame, even though they're not going to be in the playoffs, has still had a hand in affecting other teams and can continue doing that if they beat USC. Yeah,
0: it's and and Alabama's got a little flavor of that this year, too, with the way that their win has been used to prop up a team like LSU is so impressive for them, for Tennessee for a long time. It was the same way, but yeah, no, it, it is. And it was, it's nice, too, to have the Notre Dame-USC rivalry at that level again, right? Because yeah. USC yes. has been down for a lot of the yes. Clay Helton years, and Notre Dame had just been kind of piling on there. And so, as much as I enjoyed that, I don't like stressful games as a fan. I like us beating the shit out of everyone.
1: This can be, I mean, their offense. I mean, their defense is not very good. But their offense, man, wow. So, listen, we know how Notre Dame has to win their games. Notre Dame is playing the best ball they've played. They need to lean on them. They need to run on USC, control the ball. And the defense has to be playing like it's been playing the last couple of games. If they revert back and play like they did a little bit earlier in the season, it could be an ugly game because... Man, what what that USC offense looks like! They they look really good. Caleb Williams, big scary. Oh big
0: scary and I mean we've played CJ Stroud and uh and Drake May this season and this guy I might be the scariest one of the three
1: he is he absolutely is and I I feel bad I know you called the game Mike South Carolina Tennessee feel awful for Hendon Hooker I mean what a game that was for South Carolina smoking them but just the year he was having I think he's a 24 year old senior I don't know do you know does he have another year does he have that COVID thing hanging here there for him or not
0: I think I think it's pretty much assumed at this point in Tennessee statement indicated as such that he's de- going to declare for the NFL draft. They okay. said they, you know, that they're wishing him a speedy recovery and know his you know, bright NFL futures ahead yeah. of him. So that's yeah. going to be the case. Yeah, Spencer Rattler in that game was the human you up text, right? He'll have yes. you thinking about your ex real quick because he's had all that talent for so long and was supposed to be that QB1 prospect. Yep. And he had the kind of game that's all of a sudden going to make pro people go, huh? Uh-huh. Sure uh, did. I see, I see what you're doing there. I can fix him. I yep. can fix him. Spencer it's, Rattler is a leather jacket of a prospect. You look over, and you like a little bit of a bad boy streak because what he put hey, on display in that game was freakish accuracy in that game. I know it was Max Protect he had all the time, but he spread that thing out there and made it look real, real good in that one. So it was it was something.
2: I'm, I'm glad he had a career game, though, finally, because he was a brat coming into the uh, yeah. college football. He, he was seen as that. And then yeah. Caleb Williams has had so, so much success after – proven that he was the better quarterback so I'm glad he has something on the way out but it, it it's well it'll be interesting because he
0: I think he's another one that might have a year that could come back and I think that'd be smart to do so. that's the thing
1: I just don't know who has that yeah. COVID year or if somebody's used yeah. it already because right. he is a guy I agree because they're, they're talking about what four or five quarterbacks possibly in the first round he's not one of them so no. let that class go out and maybe come back for another year
2: you know, and put yourself up because you know there's a lot of money yeah. to be made.
0: Clear, clear with the Spencer,
2: well, with Spencer, and talk back uh, Zach Wilson, who we were talking about earlier. I think scouts are aware of not getting obsessed with that pro day throw uh,
0: <laughs> I, scouts scouts are all scouts are always going to buy into all of the sexy stuff I, I, because I, every I, NFL team has the hubris to think I can harness that talent the way that like Buffalo is done with Josh Allen I,
1: I, I will never and and I had Twitter as the outlet even though I don't like to do that all the time but but I had to when Zach Wilson had his pro day in his t-shirt and shorts and rolled left and threw that long bomb and everybody lost their mind. I was sitting there going, what the fuck are we doing? What, what? And I had to tweet about it. Like, are you people serious? He's in shorts and a t shirt. Nobody's rushing him. Oh, it blew my mind. And you're right. Scouts get lost in that and said, Oh, and then coaches, we can work with that. I'm like, Oh my God. Anybody that even, even looks at something like that and says, That's uh, All you can say is that's one of the reasons or that's going to make me go back and watch more tape or something. But it it, it blew my mind and made me lose a whole lot for a lot of people out there who were going gaga over that shit. By the way...
0: If you want to see that, because Zach Wilson had a great offensive line when he was at BYU, and that was one of the things that made it hard to scout is one-year wonder behind a really great meat wall. Right. <laughs> if you want to see that same throw <laughs> on display in a real-life game, go look at plays one through four of USC versus Utah. <clears throat> Caleb Williams man. is yeah. out here doing that shit. Yeah. That man is putting those pro day throws on tape in real life college football games. Has a good offensive line at USC. Not putting that down but that's that's what I'm worried about going into this weekend. Like you said, I think Notre Dame is actually built to do this. I think USC's had a lot of turnover luck this year that also plays into all this stuff. But Dad, be- I love USC is my favorite team to beat. <laughs> I disliked Michigan the most because that team talked the most shit for some reason. Right. We saw the yeah. shit Michigan drivers on the road all the time when we go to Niles to buy booze but USC was a lot more fun to beat you and yeah. I were in the hotel the night before that SC game and I said to you I came to Notre Dame to win this game and especially that was, to do it at the Coliseum
1: that is exactly right that that is exactly the reason you're at Notre Dame to be in the position to beat a big rival and that put yourself in a national championship you know conversation you, you got it all in one fell swoop there It was just awesome yeah and it was, it was in their building
0: <laughs> oh, there's, there is nothing better yeah. than going around and letting those few fans that are left here, especially, and I heard you and Jess talking about this, when you've got to hear that fight song yeah. every first down, like just nah, 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 nah,
2: nah, 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 over and over it's, again. It's, it's powerful. It is powerful. And I listen, I didn't even have the, the national championship game in my back. My biggest game ever at Notre Dame was... USC, And after that, when we went to the Sun Bowl, like it didn't matter yeah. what the game, it doesn't matter what the stakes after it was. It was the, this team that honestly, we have a little bit of respect for. Maybe some yeah. people have some admiration. Right, right. right. It's like we go in there and take you and, and, and wipe the makeup off the Hollywood and, and beat them in a football game.
0: Yeah, that makeup is the green spray paint that they have to put on their grass yeah. to make it look like grass.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And you mentioned the sun bowl. Two things I remember about that how much Miami didn't want to be there because it was so cold, and the bed that Man. you guys broke in your hotel room.
2: Oh, you did the yeah. things.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was uh-huh. that great? Away.
0: Not great. Uh, Yeah, no. Like you said, I actually do. is a program I have a lot of respect for. The early 2000s USC teams were my foundation for college football as a fan and as a watcher of the sport. So going to be very excited for that one. But, guys, it is Thanksgiving, so that means we got to do some Thanksgiving shit around here. And I came up with this idea for a draft that I want to do with you guys for Thanksgiving because, obviously, we got to do the conversation about what goes on your plate at Thanksgiving everyone can treat it like it's the hot dog in a sandwich or diehard is a christmas movie conversation they can all go kick rocks for right now thanksgiving food discussions are as american as football and as uh, apple pie for most people even though i don't like that um right so how i want to do this is the three of us are going to draft in this draft you got to fill six holes all right okay. so you're going to draft a thanksgiving main dish a thanksgiving side dish and a thanksgiving dessert We cannot have any repeats on here. Everything once it is picked is off the board. You also have to have one of the quarterbacks playing in the Thanksgiving Day games, one of the head Mm. coaches coaching in the Thanksgiving Day games, and one of the defenses in the Thanksgiving Day games. And so for the games, in case anyone's listening to this podcast and isn't aware as they're getting ready to go spend time with their family and get into fights and probably get a little drunk, Buffalo is at Detroit. Detroit is a nine-point underdog in this game. New York is at Dallas, and New York is a ten-point underdog in that game. And New England is on the road at Minnesota, where New England is only a two-and-a-half-point underdog in this game. And so you've got all of those coaches, quarterbacks, and defenses available to you in this one. We did a really bastardized game of rock-paper-scissors via horrible. Zoom horrible. before this. It was it was a bad move on my I part
1: agree. to pick the number one pick. Yeah, I, yeah, it, it yeah. was. It was. It was, but I won the number one pick, so I'm not complaining.
0: Yes, you did. I will do. I will do what Zach Wilson didn't do in that press conference. I will say that one's on me, and we'll move on and get better for this week. Dad, you're okay. the number one overall pick. I, am. So, I have the so, second pick. Brandon has the third pick.
1: So before uh, we start this, I I, I, I don't want to ruin this, but I need to take thirty seconds because the plumber at my house is looking at me like he has to ask me something.
2: So that's fine. I I'm just go talk to him for one second. Yeah, this okay, is perfect because I actually had. Uh, I had Mike. I have a I have a holiday I want to introduce. Oh, there you go. Okay, I'll be right back.
0: <laughs> All right, what's your holiday?
2: So ever since Halloween, Carter has been praying or thanking God for trick or treat, trick or treating at the end of <laughs> respect <laughs> during bread during bedtime prayers. Right, and I was like, okay, yeah, th- that's really fun. It's interesting, but there's not enough for adults. You talked about how in Halloween, kind of adults are running, working, walking around, getting drunk a little bit. What if on Thanksgiving Eve, which was yesterday, adults sit outside and collect all of the free liquor or liquor that they bought and won't drink over the year, have it outside for other adults to walk around and Take what they want. Maybe some adults, you can walk to their house, take some of their free liquor, because you're going to get restocked with a bunch of liquor that you don't really want on Christmas anyways, right? So it's kind of a way to for adults to have trick-or-treating, but you're also going to drink that stuff at Thanksgiving with families like, oh, come try this. I got it from the neighbor. Like, I think that would be a cool community thing that adults can do that can actually be a holiday moving forward. If
0: you got a down-ass neighborhood, that makes sense, and I'm glad you made the point that you would be drinking it on Thanksgiving the next day, because I'm assuming this would be a night before Thanksgiving, because we know... A lot of the younger folks, and in this, that, and the third, I have got my yearly speech to the youth of America that's getting ready to embark on either the night before Thanksgiving, the night after Thanksgiving, people who kind of make this a weekend-long affair coming back home from college. I got free game for you, but... For the families and for the adults who might be partaking in this holiday, you're absolutely right because if you were getting too drunk the night before, you got responsibilities the next day. You might be hosting. You might be going. You might be cooking, all of which as an adult, and Brandon at this point in our 30s, we comprise that latter group, you don't want to be hungover for that part of it. You want to be able to drink during Thanksgiving Day and enjoy that portion. You don't want your hangover to bleed into the preparation for the next day. So the rest of that I'm on board with.
2: Yes, it's uh the family likes to see someone casually get drunk. No one wants to show up with someone drunk. Right. Right? Like everyone, everyone wants to be like, I was that third drink that got him when he did that thing. He, you heard him slip in there? Like I think that that's a, it's a part of the family fun. Well, you got to do it at everyone's pace, right? Because if you're the one that's
0: drunk before everyone, now you're a liability. Now you're the conversation piece. And much like being on Twitter, you don't want to be the main character for that day. You don't want Mm. to be the one that everyone else is talking about. You want it to be communal. You don't want to be singled out in there. Draw attention to yourself, but in a positive way.
2: Okay. So you're on board.
0: I'm on board. Uh, Dad, are you on board with this draft and ready to make your pick?
1: I am ready to go. I have the number one pick of the draft between three uh, types of food and three people. Yes. In playing in games. All right. So I have the number one pick. My number one overall pick will be Josh Allen. Ooh, all
2: right. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go.
0: Yeah, understandable. And like, if we were going to do this fantasy football-wise heading into this game, Detroit, one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL, this seems like a good get-right game for the Bills. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Solid stuff there. Solid stuff there. You're number two, right, Mike? My number two overall pick. All right, number two. He's going to blow me into taking a quarterback. Number two, I'm going to go pumpkin pie. Oh, you're just Are you kidding
2: me?
1: Oh man! Yeah, levels wow. to this shit. Wow, you grabbed it. Okay. Yeah,
0: it's. I. I am like when people ask what my favorite Thanksgiving Day dish is, I always have to ask, does that include dessert? Because pumpkin pie, oh, yeah. I get we can have the rest of the year, but I get to eat it irresponsibly, covered in Cool Whip or whipped yeah, cream, whatever you. you got in the house. It's so. a great
1: pick. I'm. You know and, what? I'm actually. I'm actually proud of you.
0: And I honestly say this too, I've had sweet potato pie, I've had pumpkin pie, they taste basically the same.
2: Let's they do, do I completely agree with that. They yes. it's, it's, No, they don't, they don't, there's they do. no, no, stop, they do. it's two different pies, it's one not. is good. The well, it is two different pie. pies. It's
0: two sure. different pies okay. that are, ba- it's like when Long Island and Staten Island shit on each other, y'all aren't that, actually that different.
2: <laughs> it's, it's actually more like when Long Island shits on New Jersey, it's like you guys are actually cousins. God. Um, I don't like this, I don't like that I've been putting this corner right now, but... I would take what's important to me, and um, candy, c- candied yams, uh, sweet potato casserole. Any any form of oh no, you sweet can potatoes. only take one. Pick not one. I mean, one. what I'm are you doing? You can't, can't blend three together. Oh no, that, no, that's y'all, a side dish. She's saying that's a can side. Y'all take a nap. Can can y'all take? Can y'all relax for two seconds? Chill pill. I'm trying to. I don't know what white people call it, so I'm trying to give other options of what it could possibly be. And not a garage opening. Damn, see what you did? Okay, okay, so what is it? The sweet potato casserole. Sweet potato casserole. Sweet potato casserole is dessert. Dish. No, that's, no, no, that's a not. side.
1: That's a side. You put marshmallows on top of it. No, no, that's yeah, okay. a side.
2: Clearly, clearly some people yeah. don't even know what they're supposed to be doing around yeah. here. That, we're, no. we're, uh, Brandon, I'm with you. So there's two to one. So Thank that you. is that is a side dish. All right,
0: fine. SPC, I got it down there. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Since there's only three of us, I don't feel like, should we do a snake draft for this or No. Eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources.
1: Uh hell no. I'm my pick. right, you're back up then.
0: You're back up then, Dad.
1: Yeah, hell no. (laughs) My pick. Um I am going to go. See, I don't think anybody will take this one, so I don't know. I don't know if I should get Turkey out of the way. Um let me let me ask this question. And I'll let you two decide. Is stuffing aside in this?
2: Absolutely. All right, because, then, also known as dressing yes exactly
1: I am going because that is my basically my favorite part of the meal I am going stuffing
2: alright I like that good pick okay
0: alright um, alright my second pick at this spot I am going to go I'm going to go Dak Prescott Dak okay all I right. think the quarter I think the quarterback group is gonna get pretty barren here pretty soon, yes, it is.
2: it may already did. be there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, some of it, yeah, just did all right i'm gonna I'm not gonna take them that early um yeah, there's no sense fits. you wasted a pick on a quarterback. we both have our so right, you have all day for that, okay, thank you guys, yes, I appreciate it. um, I'll do Dallas Cowboys defense, Ah, shit. oh, yeah, yeah, good pick, good all job.
0: Right. That's strong. That's strong to quite strong. All right, Dad, you've got sides and quarterback out of the way. What do you got next? I do.
1: Um, I'm okay on defenses because I still have a couple I trust. Um, I'm going, as a head coach, I'm going Bill Belichick.
0: All right. Uh, yep. Figured Figured that was going to be a good one to get off the board here soon. Yeah. All right. Nobody's in right. main yet. Wow. Yep. Trying to create some value here. Um, I am going to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. No, you're gonna. You don't have no, your pick I'm, in. You're I'm, gonna lose. I'm, it. I'm. I'm right to get chirped. I'm gonna go Patriots
2: defense. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Okay. I like to put my nose up at that, but I can't. Um, number two defense. in the NFL in
0: sacks. Top five in most other yeah. categories. Matthew Judon, Pat-
2: I think, might still be the NFL
0: sack leader.
1: He is. He is. So, pass defense, we have two. Okay, quarterbacks, we have two.
2: Okay, all right, go ahead, Brandon. All right, Brandon. It's very difficult, but I feel like we may benefit off of our tastes being different in a lot of different ways here. True. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a player while I can, and go with my guy because. Points in the air and points on the ground count. Daniel Jones. You thought I was going to do Kirk Cousins, Mike. I wouldn't dare with our third pick. Daniel
0: Jones. I don't know what you're into, clearly. We're learning a lot about each other right now. (laughs) Daniel
1: Uh. Jones. All right, so the quarterback position is done. Yep, quarterbacks are off the board. So dad,
0: Josh Allen, Brandon, Daniel Jones, me, Dak Prescott in this game, in this one.
1: All right, so I have a main, a dessert, and a defense. Well, For what and it's worth, de-
0: me and Brandon's are facing each other too.
1: <laughs> they are. And you guys have already picked defenses, so mm-hmm. I don't need to worry about that because I know yep. where I'm going, but I don't have to waste a pick on it. So main and dessert. You've picked dessert. I don't think Brandon is going to go to the dessert I am going. So shockingly enough, my main honey baked ham.
0: Yeah. God ham. Yep. Honey God baked damn it. Ham.
2: yep. Honey baked ham, that's a good Yep.
0: One. In the war for Thanksgiving protein, I feel like ham's getting talked about a lot more in yep. the right conversations. Like, we've all universally slandered turkey enough yep. to the mm-hmm. point where we've started to enter other meats in the conversation, and I think that's the right I think this is the right time to introduce ham as the primary mm-hmm. Thanksgiving protein.
2: Yep. I'm with you. Yeah, I see a lot of people doing a lot of different options here, but it's when it's not. It's not my turn yet. No, it's not your turn. No, it's, it's not turn. your turn. No.
0: Uh, which is also why uh, at this point now I think finally we've gotten to the time where the value is right on this. I'll go turkey as my main.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. Oh, yeah. oh, just
1: the car. I think you had to because yeah. Get, if you yeah, didn't, I, I think Brandon I, was, was going to jump on that. I,
2: well, I was. I was not because no. Well, Brandon, well, Brandon's thing. not going to. Wait. Here's okay. So is this is this the difference? Is the, is the turkey leg different than turkey?
1: Yes. No, no,
0: no. No, no, no. turkey leg's part of it.
2: No, no, turkey I'm leg, sorry.
0: I,
1: I, I have I, I entered, domain. I entered too quickly like Zach Wilson. That's my fault. No. <laughs> yeah, doing, you literally <laughs> just did. did it. I did. You had I to did. go in the chamber.
2: I did. I did. No. I did. <laughs> Whatever you're talking about, Brandon, no. <laughs> yes, it's, wow. it's the same. <laughs> Dad, it's Dad's the same,
1: yes.
0: on and
2: I am. You're I fucking benched next week. That was unbelievable. Wait a minute. Yes, so it's you're the same. Me dark, dark, dark meat and white meat's the same shit? Yes, I get dark so meat, meat and white meat. To come off the same bird! It comes off the same dark,
1: friggin' bird! Yes! I get dark yes, and white seems. meat. This
2: seems... That seems unfair, and Aubrey's got eyes that makes me feel like that she's on my side. But we're not going to listen. Go Look, if, I, you I, didn't, if you didn't suck here. so bad at rock paper scissors, you wouldn't be picking third. Oh this my is true. gosh, y'all! I won, and y'all saw. Y'all said it was. I was on a delay. Whatever or some bullshit. Whatever. Whatever. Okay, make your pick. Uh, let's <laughs> let's keep it going. Um, Brian Dayball. Okay. All right. Yes.
1: All right. So. Uh, you guys both. Oh no, I have my head coach. I. You guys both have defenses. So yep, but So
0: you've got you've got defense
1: got, and dessert left. And dessert. So I got to go dessert because only one dessert's been picked. So I would have gone pumpkin pie. I will go uh, apple pie. With a little bit of cinnamon in it, cool mm. whip on top. Yeah. Fruit, again, fruit, this one pr-
2: pies not fruit good. based pies in the oven. I just can't do. Smetty does. I need, it.
1: I need to have the Smetty, My partner is is a baking wizard. So, yeah, I, I would yeah, take I one of so her her uh, apple pie. So I go apple pie. Yeah.
0: I don't fuck with apple pie at all, so this is the easiest thing to let walk True. in the entire draft. I think mm-hmm. apple pie okay. is one of the most overrated foods out there.
1: I know you don't like it, which leaves more for me.
0: Yep, absolutely. All right, Um. so I am down to side and uh, head coach, both of which you guys have already picked here. Yep. Uh, so I will go mac and cheese for the side.
2: Ooh. Good hmm. okay, one. Sleeper, honestly, crazy that it fell this far. Almost like breaking in the draft. This is, I can say, this um, one is
0: truly remarkable. This is like Patrick Mahomes, where I was able to go and trade up as Kansas yeah. City to go and make sure I got that's my a name. good
1: one because yeah, that that is a good one. I didn't I honestly didn't think of it, and I didn't know you guys were going to let stuffing be aside. If you didn't, I was going green bean casserole. GBC now, was also high on my draft board. Yeah, I messed with that yeah, heavily.
2: <clears throat> all, all casseroles is one thing for me. Um, so wait a minute. I want to know about – what is the sizes hey. you picked, Mr. Uh, the Mr. side Newark? I picked stuffing and Mike picked mac and cheese. Okay. Why wouldn't we allow stuffing? Because it's in the bird? Like, I'm confused at why it wouldn't be no, a side no. dish.
1: No, we oh, do, yeah. what well, did allow
2: it. It th- th-
0: is. No, I'm saying what did you think – what else did I know, you but, think it would be?
1: Yeah. Stuffing? I don't, I don't like, know. How would know. allow I, that? I, no, no. I, I don't know. I guess I was just wondering because okay. sometimes <laughs> when I've talked about this on air, people didn't consider stuffing a side dish, and I always have.
2: Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I agree, I agree. It definitely is. It's Monsters. All so right, um, Brandon. Well, I'm I'm a little bit nervous that you guys will be like, oh, that's not a... Me. But like, people have everything, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with some tropes. Some stereotypes are true because it's a preference. I gotta go fried chicken for my main dish. Fried chicken? What y'all gonna say? Nothing. I mean, well, I was, again.
0: I get to <laughs> trying to you trying to bait me I into some casual things. Are, are you just kind of are you just hanging that the fishing rod say, in front of <laughs> us? Yeah,
1: yeah. Is that what you're
2: doing? Go ahead, White Boy.
1: You got the you worm on that fishing hook. Just kind of just kind of it up right, a little something. bit, huh?
2: I, I listen. I you guys know I got the I got the the bullet in the holster at all point in time. Like I was going to say on, watermelon man. as a side dish and trip y'all up. <laughs> i don't know what they got over there
1: so i'm trying to think though <laughs> what are, what would be other mains that we would think of right because yeah, i went, are you in ham like, you and turkey like what's so acceptable
0: I would I, this, I would I would say like a pork tenderloin or like a prime rib you could do i think those are things yeah, that are pretty okay. universal True. among
2: holidays and, and, and i if would take there and, then fried chicken can be there i think that's, you know what like, oh no yeah, i, I like, agree fried, yes okay
1: and yes. listen i would take fried chicken over both those things quite honestly over the, the pork pork chop and the prime and the pri- prime prime,
0: a, a, a nice pork tenderloin does kind of yeah maybe maybe a same. prime rib
1: end cut oh, I might take over the fried chicken.
0: So oh, all right, so last pick
1: around I have defense yes. is the only one I have left, so I'm going Buffalo Buffalo defense. It's
0: a good one. God, it's a good yep. one. Getting, health, getting healthy at the right time too. Spine of that defense. Still no Tremaine Edmonds, but Jordan Poyer back uh, last week played really well against Cleveland. Uh, Matt Milano's awesome, and then Ann Oliver, who stole the Outland Trophy from Quentin Nelson. I'll never forgive him for it. Has been balling. Mm. Uh, my last pick. I have head coach still uh, left here. You guys have Brian Dayball and Bill Belichick, and and you know you know what that means.
2: Bring home Man Campbell, baby. Oh, yes. He's there. Damn. Yeah. Uh, the longest yeah. win streak in the NFC, too.
0: Yep. Three three games Jeez. riding high into this one. That guy, if he wins, and I know the NFL is having like a big John Madden celebration throughout the Thanksgiving yeah. games to honor the man who was synonymous with Thanksgiving football and the turducken and the turkey legs. I would love nothing more than a Dan Campbell win on Thanksgiving just because to watch that man massacre a turkey leg live on TV would be incredible.
2: Oh, yes. That would, and he would take – it. you would see all those shoulders and traps. Oh, uh, my God. what's going on as His well. His sharp-ass elbows. And now that you're mentioning it, Mike, I feel like duck is a, a nice main dish that I have had on Thanksgiving that is good. It's nice
0: and fatty. Nice and fatty. Yes, yes. Love, oh, good. Nice fatty love a good fatty. duck. Um, Brandon, which leaves you with dessert, man. So, what's your uh, what's your pick to finish this off?
2: I was going to go sweet potato pie just because it is
0: You, you, can. I, I,
2: you can I But I've done – Okay, yeah. Mike is saying Mike, – Mike, No, right, you they, are, they, are
0: techni- they are technically different.
2: Okay, oh, they're different. Fair.
0: You can absolutely that's do fair. that.
2: But yeah. I'm also thinking about my plate in this weird exercise <laughs> that we're doing, right? And I have the no, sweet no, I'm with you. there, right? Yep, yep, yep. And I was thinking like, hmm – Banana pudding is good, but that's not oh. universal at all. But man, with the with the vanilla wafers in them, that, oh yes, my yes, god, it's right there. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something she that's bad. kind of obtuse, and it's almost like a, a, an ingredient versus a dessert. But whipped cream, whipped cream on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, that, no one is giving me <laughs> just, just no whipped cream. I mean, me. so
1: what you're saying Jesus. is you just open up a, a cool of. A, a bin of Cool Whip and just start
2: spooning it. Now, okay. listen. No, he's I'm saying, okay saying whipped
0: cream. He's not saying Cool Whip.
2: Okay, it's like Cool Whip oh, whipped whip cream, cream, two different things. Right. Now, Cool Whip is hydrogenated oil. I usually would probably put that at the top, but that's nasty. And I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to be an adult. I'm trying to only, like, you know, have dairy if I'm going to have stuff like that. But y'all look to me crazy. I'm going to stay with banana pudding. I like whipped cream as my option. I like, I think whipped cream is a good choice. Why don't we just put whipped cream on the banana pudding? <laughs> it's in there. I'm telling you what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm picking something that seems to be universal in most Thanksgiving desserts to try to be safe. But y'all look at me like I'm crazy. So I'm going to banana pudding. Because it's an ingredient. <laughs> Wh- whipped cream I-, I think of whipped cream as a topping yes okay, okay. it is a, like a t- condiment a dessert condiment yes kind of yeah mm. Mm. yeah mm. go with banana pudding i, I like a lot better All right. banana, All right. banana pudding, pudding. pudding
0: but when i li- when i when we put this online i'm gonna make sure to note that brandon tried to pip whipped cream first and we had to talk <laughs> yeah. him
1: away from that yeah we, we did have to, to talk you down It's so from good that. though
0: Alright, so everyone's team's dad has ham, stuffing, and apple pie as his meal. Josh Allen, Bill Belichick, and the Buffalo defense as his football uh, quarterback, head coach, and defense. Brandon went fried chicken, sweet potato casserole, and banana pudding slash whipped cream as his dessert. He's got Daniel Jones, Brian Dable, and the Cowboys defense. Both of you guys have a team combination in there between uh, coach and defense or coach and quarterback. I went with turkey, mac and cheese, pumpkin pie, along with Dak Prescott, Dan Campbell, and the Patriots defense. So uh mm. Mm. at Gojo Show on Twitter, if you guys want to do a draft like this with your friends, let us know who your team was. Let us know how that works. Plus, out. what I
1: want to hear, go on Twitter and people grade our drafts. Yes. Who who graded out the best? Yes. I mean I I know I did, but you know, let's let everybody go ahead we'll, and decide. We'll
0: make that. sure we get this posted on God's internet for people to decide.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: God's internet. <laughs>
1: Uh, did you pay your eight dollars yet? So <laughs> uh,
0: no, my blue my my blue check mark is still hashtag earn not given.
1: So Rose, yeah, I, yeah. I've been
0: rising and grinding and shitposting posting for years to keep that thing. All right, I have yeah, earned that yeah. check mark. Mine
1: <laughs> Mine might, will be erased soon because I ain't given no eight bucks a month. <laughs> nope. That's for sure.
0: Hell no, not happening. Um, no. By the way, um, uh, on the Thanksgiving game front, before we finish off this podcast here, do you guys have picks for you actually think are are going to win these games? Buffalo at Detroit, um, New York at Dallas, and New uh, New England at Minnesota? Uh,
1: I mean, I think Buffalo is going to win. I would love to see Dan Campbell pull it off, though. I mean, they've been playing well. It wouldn't shock me, but I'm going to pick Buffalo. I'm going to pick Dallas. And boy, oh boy, is this the start of the demise of Minnesota, or can they catch themselves – before they completely fall flat on their faces, New I England's think- got a good defense. It's, you know what? I'm going to take New England. Mm. I'm going to ta- I'm going to go Buffalo, Dallas, and New England.
2: I think that's a smart bet, just because of how how much better the AFC is than the NFC. Um, but yeah, Patriots on the way up, and and the Vikings on the way down. Patriots, Giants, and Lions. Ooh, going with the Lions.
0: Go yeah. with the Lions and the yes. Giants. I would, wow. I would, yes. I would consider taking the Lions plus nine. I think the way, now, yeah, yeah. The only, so, yeah. I, you know what? The only thing that gives me pause on that, the Lions are going to be without both their starting guards. It looks like, and hmm. Buffalo's been a lot more solid up front. The hmm. Lions all line hasn't given up or has only given up two sacks during this three game win streak. So I do have a lot of fears about how that is going to go. That might hmm. give me pause yeah. on that, but I think Buffalo is going to win outright. I think Dallas is going to win outright. And you know what? I, I think. I don't want to overcorrect too much with what happened in Minnesota last week. They are not 40 points worse than the Dallas Cowboys, I think, yeah, on most given days. And I think New England, one of the quiet things lost in the fact that we talk so much about Zach Wilson is that Mac Jones hasn't been great this season either. No. And last no week, they leaned into all Baylen the tight Jeffy. ends in that offense. They've yep. got an offensive line that's had to shuffle bodies around a ton. Minnesota can get a bunch of pressure rushing four. So I'll take the Vikings in that game. I think they still hold on and are able to write the. Ship a little bit, even against that great New England Patriots defense. um All right, sound the trumpets. It's horse racing time. So saddle up for the action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement wager on your favorite horses then watch the races live right in the app download the DK Horse app now new customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code Golit only on the DK Horse app We have discussed, we have lived. Brandon, there's only one thing left to do on this podcast. Do you know what time it is?
2: Yes, I do, Mike, obviously. Are you ready? (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving! (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. We are family. I got all my sisters with me. We are family This, that, and the third, and see
0: That was something Wow, wow, <laughs> that was, yeah, it's, that was something It sounds like copyright infringement <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Sounds yep. like we're getting a C&D
2: Okay, let me let me do this. I didn't get this from you guys, so let me do it real quick before you move on. Damn, Brandon, that was great. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Brandon,
1: yeah, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Eat what you want. Eat all you want. And understand, unbuckling your pants after the meal to watch football is completely acceptable. All yes. right, we're going to do Thanksgiving
0: 100%. advice at the end of this, but that's a good that's a good one to get out there in front of all this. Make sure you download, subscribe, okay. rate, and review, Gojo, wherever you get your podcast, five-star rating, and a review. Uh, Dad, you're sticking around for this, that, and the third today. Uh, three quick okay. stories to finish things out here. Um, first one up uh, in this, uh, seven players uh, in the Michigan-Michigan State Tunnel Brawl Ooh have now been charged with crimes stemming from assault on two Wolverine's players in that tunnel after the game um it is uh it was announced on Wednesday here and I don't know, Dad, where are you at on this? We've heard so often in cases in football over the years where something escalates beyond normal football violence that people talk about it being a criminal offense, but for this now to actually rise and to it actually have people charged with crimes and that altercation here, uh, what's your first thought on that?
1: I think it's also a change, like in our, in our society, thought, again, of years ago to now. Uh, I, again, when I was coming up and playing, that would have never saw the police involved. And, and I'm not saying this in a good or bad way. I'm just saying where we are now. That it did, does not surprise me that that the police were brought into this. I mean, because we, we talk about... There are other things that have happened, like I said, years ago when I was playing, that happened off the field with, the ball, with football players. I mean, hell, I had a player on my team run after another guy in the tunnel and take his knees out from him. I mean, it was a horrific move, which could have easily been called the same thing, assault. But... You know, you just kind of moved on from that. So I, I guess I'm not surprised. Something has to happen to those guys. I don't know what it's going to be, and I knew there would be from the school side of it, but it's not surprising to me that that this has gone to the law side of it as well.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, think I would say this. I always thought this was going to be it. these guys, like, losing their place on the team, potentially losing their yeah. scholarship, which is certainly drastic, but now we're talking about a next step when the law gets involved. I think it's right to define the lines of where the violence is sanctioned in football. I think making sure that we are kind of in an inflection point because that was one of the more egregious ones we'd seen caught on tape like that well after a game. It was really ugly footage in a really ugly moment. and Thankfully, no one was hurt worse than they already were in that where a couple of guys were in the concussion protocol after and stuff like that. So I I, I hope this doesn't end up becoming something that totally – disrupts the future of the young men that made that mistake but at right, the same time right, something right. had to happen i think yeah, you're right to that it's come right. up like this and they have you know unfortunately earned whatever consequences come their way on this front
2: well mike i think you said it because it was televised because it was filmed because we saw it because people who have no idea about college football saw it i think the law had to be involved in, in, in a sense that there had to be a real punishment for this
0: Absolutely. And so, again, seven players charged with crime stemming from the assault on two Michigan players in that tunnel back on October 29th. Uh, I'm sure, again, this has been a process that's taken a long time already, and I'm sure that won't be the last bit of updates that we get on this uh, relative also to their position on that team. Um, Let's get to that. The city of brotherly love welcomed back Ben Simmons uh, earlier this week. (laughs) Ben, uh, who had come back to Philadelphia in street clothes in a game prior when he was injured at the end of last year, got a chance to go out there. He had 11 points, 11 assists, and 7 rebounds. As the Brooklyn Nets lost to a beat-up 76ers team, which I think needs to be the bigger part of this story here. He weathered the birds. He hit a couple early free throws and gave the crowd the Jordan shrug here. Uh, I think I'm glad we got this out of the way. I'm glad to see that Ben Simmons is playing better basketball as of late, and it might be getting closer to that. But, God, what an egregious loss for this Brooklyn Nets team. That's flat-out embarrassing. No Harden, no Embiid, and the rest of that team pulling together to beat you now with all three of those guys back on the court, and Kyrie, Katie, and Ben Simmons is wild for the Nets
1: well well two things one they're they're one of the most underachieving teams over the last couple of cho- years right I mean this sure. is the era of putting together superstars to win championships and they're not even getting close and so i th- I think that's going to end with this team if they're not going to get there this year that they'll be they'll be separated the Ben Simmons thing. Now I played most of my career in Philly, and I understand those fans who could be a little over the top at times. This had really nothing to do with the players, as because t- players change teams for whatever reason all the time. Um, but fans, and fans in Philly, all you have to do in Philly. Now they obviously love you to win, but if you if you ball, if you if you give a damn, you know it's a blue collar town, and I know Embiid's a star, you know, and, and but still the way he plays, he plays injured at times as well. Uh, If you just play tough in that town, they're going to respect you. They may boo you if you lose, but they're going to respect you. The way Ben Simmons left was about as anti-Philadelphia as can be as far as just kind of not really almost giving a damn, just kind of being what was considered soft and such that I knew from the fan standpoint it was going to be very, very ugly for him because you look at him and you see the talent and you just scratch your head at sometimes the play and the decision-making that goes on.
2: Well, I think he had to get out of there because he was so anti-Philly himself, right? Yeah. Like I think that yeah. was, was a, yeah. good, a good reason why he had to go. But I do think it was a little bit about the players because Doc Rivers said in the postgame that his team definitely wanted, or really wanted to win that game. And yeah. I don't know if that's the case for the Brooklyn Nets as much as, like, they've the Brooklyn Nets seem like they've been like, okay, let's see what type of Ben Simmons we got today, too. And it was yeah. probably it was probably nice for them to see that he can turn it on a little bit and also nice for Ben Simmons to see that it's not as dramatic as he thinks it is. Everyone doesn't hate him. He got assigned a little girl's jersey who was number <laughs> yep. one fan. You know what yep. I mean? Like, there's, yep. there is some love there for him still. So I think yep. I'm glad that it happened so possibly everyone can move on from this.
0: I think we got out of, like, I think by un- all accounts, everyone kind of acquitted themselves well in this. Like we didn't have any uglier racist moments that we've heard about yet, which is always the fear right. when something like that happens. No one threw anything. There was that little bit of love there. Them booing him during the game, hell yeah, he left under circumstances. It yeah. wasn't like an all-time great player who left via trade or left at the end of the right. year to ring right. chase where I'm usually like, what you know, Russell Wilson going back to Seattle, I thought was kind of weird that they booed him. Even with how mm-hmm. weird the circumstances were leaving, he had given you a lot as a player as a part of that team. For Ben Simmons, it hadn't been like that. There were expectations that weren't met. He's on the different team right now that is sort of the NBA Death Star. I get it. At the same time, Brandon, I think you made a good point. It's not for everybody, and that doesn't necessarily make you a bad guy. I don't know enough about the specifics of what Ben Simmons did behind the locker room in that situation. We've clearly seen he's had some things between the ears that he's had to reconcile with as a player. Philadelphia's probably not the place to do that. This Brooklyn locker room situation does seem like it might be a slightly more accommodating spot, given the people that are at the helm of that team. And so you hope it works out for him. It would be nice to see a talented player go out there and flex his gifts. I don't know how likely it is over the long term, but I'm glad we got out of this without incident.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and now now we're done with it. Now we all move on and just continue to watch. And that's underachieved. Yes, exactly. Water, water <laughs> is wet. Um.
0: All right, which brings us to the third. Dad, you started us off with Thanksgiving advice here about unbuckling your pants. I wanted to give everyone the floor. Obviously, we wish everyone who listens to this podcast a very happy Thanksgiving. We hope you enjoy it with family and friends. We know that can be very complicated around the holidays for mm-hmm. a lot of people. So protect your peace. Um. But Brandon, do you have any Thanksgiving advice for the people as we head into today? If they 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 are listening to this on the drive to or from where they're going. I know some people do multiple stops. So if you want to give them a little bit on the way out here, the floor is yours.
2: I think it's important to know how to be a good host, but I think it's even more important to know how to be a good guest. And a mm. lot of people are going to be guests in other people's homes. There's a, there's a mix of being annoying with questions and, and trying to bug people, but like feel out the situation. Uh, don't get clicked up with your favorite cousin, other person you know how to you know you you want to speak to. I suggest go and. And not speak. Try try listening. Try Mm. see if you can learn something about your family before you go on a walk with your cousins and get high. Like I think there's a there's a little bit to be understood and learned from being around your family in this time period. And we don't get a lot of time with each other, right? We just came off of COVID, certain people are are no longer with us. It's very serious, but on a real level, like just take the time to be around people and listen. (laughs)
1: There we go. That's a good one.
2: I do like that. Thank you. I, I
1: Mike, I'll let you close it out because, you know, your name's on the show. I'll, I'll just add one more. Definitely unbuckle your pants. That, that's, that should be no close issue at saying. all because you're not going to go to somebody's house in sweatpants. And I know they have stretchy pants, but still undo the belt, undo the top button, and you're good. The other thing is don't ask, hey, can I help? Just help. Mm. Because if you ask, mm. the host is going to say, no, 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 we got it. And then, you know, you'll go sit on the couch or whatever. Just pick up some plates. You know, just help. Where you see something, just go ahead and do it without asking because you know the host is going to be very nice and say, no, no, we have it. So just help on your own.
0: All sound advice. All great. Be a good teammate. General message Mm, that comes up on this podcast a fair amount, the Thanksgiving edition. My advice is for the youth of America, uh, because we have a lot of recent college students that are going to be coming back home to their high school stomping grounds, to their parents' house, to that place of residence for the first time since they've been away. And I say this every year, but every year it bears repeating. First off, I know you got the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, but the whole weekend is kind of a free for all when it comes to going out and reconnecting with your friends. I
1: know where you're going.
0: Listen, Big shout-out to everybody who's coming back home from college that's getting ready to shoot their shot with that guy or girl from high school that glowed up during that first semester of way away from college. I wish you well in those endeavors. Mm -hmm. For someone shooting your shot, go ahead and do it. You guys may have known each other in high school. You weren't exactly like that in high school. Maybe you're the one that had the glow up, and now all of a sudden you're a hot commodity going back home. Go Go flex those new muscles. Figure out how good yeah. the other side's been. Enjoy that part of it. The only other thing I say is, whatever you do, don't send <laughs> any text after 10 p.m. to your ex. You don't want to do it. It's not going to end how you think it's going to end. They have not changed, and neither have you. It hasn't been that long. Your freshman philosophy class didn't teach you that much. Those couple of books you read on college campus haven't been the solution to the relationship problems that ended you guys. Don't do it. And in this day and age, don't go on their Instagram and react to some story with the crying face emoji after 10 o'clock either, because it's the same light flirt that's going to try to lead you down the same dark path.
2: Okay, but Mike, what if 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 you're trying to wish – what if you're trying to wish that person's mother a happy Thanksgiving and you was really close with them at one point in time?
0: That is such toxic behavior, Brandon. Check yourself
1: at the door. That's that
0: is some you're f- trying to that is go some down that road through- ass behavior,
1: Brandon. Yeah. You're trying to go down that road through the parent. That is. And I and that I knew Mike was gonna go there because this is a guy in Mike who in eighth grade was like peer mediation. He was a guy who always gave out advice to people and oh, I and so I, I expected that from him. Hey, Amen. Yeah, I, I completely understand. Let, let
0: me have been young and dumb for you so you can be old and wise without having to make certain mistakes, all right? Well yeah.
2: I'm glad yep. you I'm glad you shouted out the people that had to go up themselves because it's not just the people that go to the bar and are looking to be are looking to choose like they out there choosing like some people out here trying to get shows you know trying what to mean? get so shows like, yeah be the hey, bait sometimes hey some people go out there and walk like that
1: peacock man if you had the glow up man go ahead and go ahead and show your <laughs> shit you know what i mean exactly <laughs> Do you know strut on into that bar <laughs> do your thing 21
0: do your thing uh yeah. we hope everyone can peacock their way into thanksgiving <laughs> enjoy it be safe uh, drink responsibly, eat irresponsibly, and enjoy the long day of football, sports, and family. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow, next week. We don't know yet. Sunday.